What's up, Set Apart Women? I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Wallnow. And for multiple reasons, I haven't posted the past three weeks, and I apologize. Um, it will all make sense later on. But we are good, and we are out here unscathed, okay? Our family is wonderful. I'm pumped you're here. I want to address something specific that's come up a lot. It's come up a lot in our ministry. It's come up a lot in the women surrounding our ministry. And I just want to take this thing head on. I want to be real and I want to I want to come at it with the word of God. And we're talking about financial stewardship. Um, before we hop into this brief podcast episode today, I'm so excited. We're just days away from our second ever Set Apart Women's Gathering slash conference, whatever you want to call it. It's a two-day event. I'm so pumped. My girls are all flying in from out of town. Many of you are listening on live stream. If you hear this podcast today, you can still go to setapartwomen.co and buy a live stream ticket for $37. You're going to get to hear all 500 sessions. Just kidding. I don't know how many sessions there are. There's like 10, but it's going to be amazing. And we are ministering to the room and people who are tuning in live. If you can't tune in live, go buy a live stream ticket and you'll have access to all of the recordings right after. So we want you to join us. We're so excited and I'm so honored to get to do this with all of you and hope to meet all of you in person. And then once again, of course, let me say, if you've been blessed by this podcast, please, please, you've heard this a million times. Will you go write a written review? Go leave a written review. It really helps and share this with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Share this episode with your friends. Have conversations about it. Be real and authentic about this conversation and let's dive in. So one of the things I've been noticing lately, um, clearly we have inflation going on in America. Okay, I'm sure it's happening all over the world, but especially here in America. And it has hit a lot of families. But here's the thing. Those who are in Christ Jesus will have everything they need. And I know in, in Matthew 6.33, it's one of my favorite scriptures. And I could say that about a lot of scriptures. But it says, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added to you. And he's talking about the desires of your heart, like the things you want in the natural and in the world. And he's saying, seek first the kingdom. What's interesting is when you seek first the kingdom, everything that you desire, everything he desires and created you to carry and steward on earth is what you begin to desire. So let's say you're desiring Louis Vuitton bag, not judging you if you are, okay? But let's just be real. You really want this $3,000 Louis Vuitton bag, okay? And all of a sudden you begin to seek first the kingdom of heaven and either that would be provided for you one day or... God never meant for you to steward something like that. And then all of a sudden your desires, you just like don't want it anymore. I remember I used to really have fun with certain um, shopping and clothing and shoes and blah, blah, blah. And the more I sought the Holy Spirit, the less I cared about any of that, like at all. And he did that for me. You know, I wasn't like forcing my way into it. He just naturally over time, it just became desireless for me. So I want to encourage you first and foremost to seek first the kingdom of heaven. Also, I want you to be careful what you say over your finances. You are not an orphan. Those who are in Christ Jesus, you have an inheritance. There's one massive bank account in heaven. And that is what we get to pull from. That's what goes into your bank account when you become a daughter or son of the king. And this is what I mean. God says, this is one of the only areas God says to Testament. Okay. And we're going to dive into the scriptures about this, but I want to address I want to address a couple of things here. First Timothy 6:10 says, "For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from faith and pierced themselves with many pangs." Now hear me out. I'm going to give some examples and this is I'm addressing a heart issue, not not just issues in the natural. Okay? All of this stems from a heart that is not fully consecrated to God. <laughs> The love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. Literally, you caring 
And loving money is a root of all kinds of evils that could flow, right? Pride can come from this. Entitlement can come from this. Um, apathy, money becoming your Lord. Like there's so much that can happen. Um, I know for me, um, I think that it is more than possible as a woman to be part of an MLM company and do it right. I think it's so manipulative the way 75% of the people handle it. It's money driven. It's all about making more money and it's all about this and it's all about that. And hear me out. I'm talking about a heart position. Okay. It's not, it's not wrong to make more money. It's not. The problem is, is when you're pursuing money and you don't care about the people around you and you're trying to get them to sell their couch to purchase something so you can financially benefit from it. It just doesn't make sense. But I'm saying this is a heart issue, right? The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It can turn you away from God. And then all of a sudden you're down this road and you're like, how did I get here? So my question to you is, do you love money more than the Lord? Now, I love money in the sense of like, it is so awesome to be able to purchase food. It's so awesome to be able to sow into people, to be able to sow big into ministries. I, I love that money can help circulate kingdom wealth and help advance the kingdom of earth on heaven. But it is just money. It is, it is just like food is to the body. And it is just like friendship is to the soul. Like money is just a currency, right? Like so many other things are. The problem is, is when that currency becomes your Lord, because money is Lord in the world. Okay. Everybody wants to, the American dream, which I believe the American dream originally was so beautiful, but I'm talking like, I want to make this much money in it. At what cost are you willing to do it? You lose yourself and you become active in manipulation in order to make more money. And then you start tearing people down to get more money and to get the raise and to get the promotion. You start gossiping because you want the promotion, but really you want more money because you feel like what you have isn't enough because you're already in debt and you've already spent more money than you, you hear what I'm saying. Okay. So at what cost are you willing to make more money? Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. No one can serve two masters because you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. Man, I remember there was a time in my life where I really grieved the Holy Spirit. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And it was to hit this rank advancement in this company. And the Holy Spirit said, stop, don't do this anymore. And I slept on it. I woke up the next morning and I kept going. For me, the biggest grievance was not obeying the Holy Spirit. And it was because of money. It was because of the advancement. It was because of the title, right? And all, all of this came from pride. And I was so shocked and I repented. And it was, it was very difficult for me to get over. It was one of the biggest things I had done in my adult life, like that I just felt so much guilt and shame over, um, which is not from the Lord. But it just took me a minute because I was so disappointed in myself that I allowed something like this to get in the way, right? I I was devoted to one and despised the other. You know, my Lord said, stop, but I let the other Lord of money keep me going. Just an example. And it just wasn't worth it. It wasn't fun. So many people are not stewarding their finances well. I remember when I was younger, I didn't tithe. And then... um. The moment I started tithing and I was just struggling, right? I was struggling. I had like $950 a month in student loans, which is crazy. And all these other things. And I was struggling. I was working at a church. I was not making enough to live on my own. I still had to live with my family the entire time I worked there. 
And part of that was because of student loans. And we just weren't in a place in our church where we could pay people enough to live on their own or with roommates. And I remember, um, I just remember the Holy Spirit taking me through this, like, you have got to tithe. And I was hurting when I wasn't tithing. And when I tithed 10% of everything that came into my checking account, everything, 10% of everything that came into my checking account, I had more, I had everything I needed. I wasn't struggling. Now, I'm not saying that I had more than enough to go buy designer handbags and go out to five-star restaurants with all my single girlfriends all the time, but I had food on the table. I was able to pay my bills and rent and have a little, you know, have gas money. I, I had everything I needed when I was tithing, right? And I wasn't stewarding what God was giving me. It was all Jamie Lynn's money, and I was holding on to it when I wasn't tithing. But I began to realize when I tithe 10%, everything I owned really belonged to the Lord. And I had this whole shift, this mindset shift, and it's still to this day I have it, where everything I have belongs to the Lord. And so when that money hits my bank account today, I, I go tithe. And then I'm like, God, I need you to show me how to steward my finances this month. There's been times where Lance and I haven't had as much as other times. And guess what? How do I steward in those moments? You can't always keep living the way you were when you're kind of just not making and when you have everything you need and a little bit more, you can't keep living like you have abundantly more than enough. Does this make sense? So you have to change things. Like I often find that women who are struggling financially have no problem going out to eat or going and getting their coffee every day. And that's that's hundreds of dollars a month right there but they're not stewarding their finances while they're struggling. They're going out to eat. They're posting all these videos of them going out to eat. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like if you're struggling financially tithe and ask the Holy spirit, what to do with the rest and obey. It is his money. He put it in there. He provided it for you. And he wants to help you be a good steward of it. Proverbs three, nine through 10 says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce, then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Honor your Lord, your God with your wealth and the first fruits of all you produce. So when you give 10%, your barn should be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Some of you are like, but my salary literally cuts everything and we just make ends meet. Well, look, it's your salary. Do you want God's salary or yours? And I, I seriously believe there's an anointing that comes on those who tithe, that you, you trust God. You either trust God or you don't with your finances. You can see if you trust God or you more based off how you're spending your money. And you have to be honest with yourself. Lord, if this was your bank account and you were walking on earth, would you spend your money like this? Some of you might be rolling your eyes. Look, I'm I'm so serious about living a set-apart life. I really am. Like, I do not want to look like the world. I don't want to go buy tickets to a Taylor Swift conference, <laughs> conference or or that. Look, I, I really bless her and I want her to come to the Lord. I think it would be so epic. Come on, Lord Jesus, bring Taylor Swift to you in Jesus' name. But when she's doing like witchcraft on stage and some of you are putting hundreds of dollars into there or putting it on a credit card to get there and then you're having to pay it off over time and it's secular music that you're eating from a table like where demons are sitting at the table and you're eating the food they're dishing out via music. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, where are you putting your money? We just need to know. We don't need to know. You need to know. You need to be honest with the Holy Spirit of how you're stewarding. Are you honoring the Lord with your wealth? Are you giving me the first fruits? Because he says in his word that your barns will be filled with plenty. Malachi 3.10 says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby 
Because when you tithe, it puts food, you're helping put food on the table of his house and thereby put me to the test says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. If you are in lack today financially, I'm asking you, are you tithing? And if you're tithing, what mindset do you, are you stewarding? You could be tithing and be like, I am so complaining and I'm speaking death over this and blah, blah, blah. But are you stewarding your heart, your mind? Are you stewarding your words? Are you stewarding your actions well? Did the Holy Spirit say, I need you to stop buying coffee because you're addicted to it and I need you to lay it down and you're out there getting coffee every day and you're spending $15 on a sandwich and a coffee every day? I'm just asking questions. But also one of the biggest things um one of the biggest things I've learned is the importance of not being in debt. You know, I had student loans. Actually, somebody paid off our student loans and we've been paying them back without interest. And we've been very intentional. When I bought my car years ago, uh, it was two years before I got married or a year and a half before. I paid it off within two years, but I would not buy a car now without paying in cash because I just don't believe in debt. If I don't have the finances for it in my bank account, I don't need it. And I do not, like, I tell, I tell women, it's crazy. Two people aren't coming to the conference because of this comment I made on a podcast. And I love you girls so much. I honestly honor you so much. And we are going to miss you. And I hope that you can do the live stream and be with us still. But um, you should not go into debt to get what you want. Debt is not from the Lord. Do not pay from lack. If you don't have the finances, like he will provide ahead of time or right on time for whatever you want or need, if, if it's meant to be. And I always tell people, please do not be in debt. If you struggle with the credit card and you have thousands in debt, focus on getting, I used to give lavishly from a place of real debt. Like when I worked at the church, I remember paying for people's school at our church privately. And it was at least a thousand dollars a person at the time. I didn't have that money. I, I, I gave the money. I had it in my checking account, but I gave it and paid it off over time. But here's the crazy part. When I did that, it was from a sweet place. It was from a really real place and it wasn't public knowledge. They still don't know that it was me to this day, but I had so much debt. I was giving from debt and the Holy Spirit was teaching me, get out of debt and give abundantly from plenty, from abundance. So I want to encourage you to get out of debt. I know mortgages are different these days because it's like lord jesus how on earth are you paying cash for a house and i believe so many people can and i i don't have the full mind of christ on that maybe yet i i think a mortgage is different it's like paying rent but it's working towards something i just don't think that being in debt to student loans to a car to a credit card i just don't i mean it's so heavy and it's so dark and you know it if you have it because you can't stop and so stop buying stuff you don't have money for. Stop going on trips you don't have money for. Save and go from a place of abundance. Proverbs 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. When God blesses you, you become rich in friendship and spiritual gifts and all of these things. This is true richness, right? And there's no sorrow that comes with it. In the world of finances, there's sorrow that comes with debt. That is not from God. And you know it's true because you feel like there's this weight walking around and you're like, oh my goodness, I have all this debt. Cut up the credit cards and pay them off. Do not keep using them. You don't have the money. You're lacking because you're literally putting yourself, like we are 100% responsible for how we steward what God gives us. So I just want to encourage you. I know I'm being like super direct, but 
These are things I've learned the hard way. So Lance and I are debt free, praise God, right? But we worked to get there. And my encouragement to you would be to do the same. We are going to Europe for two weeks for my brother-in-law's birthday. The, nope, that would be an amazing birthday gift. He's getting married in Europe. And so Lance and I are going for two weeks. We saved money up in cash beforehand so that we could add on a week of vacation together. Um, in the past, I would have put that like on a credit card and then paid it off. No, God's like, no, save ahead of time. And and only do the kind of trip that you have cash for. Don't don't live beyond your means. Stop living beyond your means. Only the world entices us to live beyond our means. When we have Jesus, he is our everything. And he is actually more than enough. He is more than enough. Like he is more than enough. Okay, so you have a small house. Okay, so you live in an apartment. You have a small house. Whatever your story is, who cares if your life doesn't look like the people who look like they have so much money? Most of those people, wealthy people will tell you, most of the people who look like they have a lot of money are in an immense amount of debt to have the lifestyle that they have. And I'm not saying that you should walk around accusing. I'm just saying the world is so fake and it's so not real, but the kingdom of heaven is so real and it's so beautiful and has abundant good gifts for you. And there's no sorrow added to it. Luke 16, 10, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So my question to you is how are you stewarding today? The little things are you letting go of this finance? Are you, I mean, I went on a shopping freeze because I'm like, I don't want to spend money. I want to save that money. I want to steward this well, Lord. I don't need this. Why would I buy this just because I want it? Well, I'm in a season where I don't want to get stuff that I want, right? I just want to give what I need. And I would rather put money into our ministry than I would into like clothing, right? I have a closet full of clothing right now that I can steward really beautifully and wear every day. And y'all might think this is absolutely crazy, but this is set apart podcast. This isn't lukewarm podcast. Okay. <laughs> I hope this is encouraging. I just wanted to share these nuggets because this has come up so major for us in our um, ministry going into the conference and what women are struggling with. And so I just wanted to address this today and I want to pray for you. And I just want to encourage you to take this to the Holy spirit and, and guard the word of God in your life. You are a good financial steward. Do not let money be something that you love so much that it produces all kinds of random evil up in your life, okay? You're made to be set apart. Money is just a resource to continue to advance the kingdom of heaven on earth. It really is. It's that beautiful and that simple. So are our spiritual gifts and everything else. Stop viewing money. If you are viewing money like an idol and like I have to have and I need this and I need that, it also says in the word of God to be satisfied with your wages. I don't remember the exact address um, be satisfied with your wages. I know not too long ago, I was really bummed about what I was making for a particular company. And the Lord took me to his word because I was going to ask for a raise like, like four times, literally three or four times. And the Lord in his word said, be satisfied with your wages because what we're making provides what we need. And instantly I had that conviction of, okay. And y'all might think this is crazy because you've heard from money gurus that you should X, Y, Z. And I'm just telling you, we have more than enough in Christ and he will provide us with everything he's asking us to steward in due time. I hope this is encouraging to you. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. For real, you can email us setapartwomen33 at gmail.com. You can DM me on our Set Apart Women Instagram. I would love to hear from you and your thoughts, but I want to pray for you. I hope this is encouraging 
My heart is to bring thought-provoking conversations for you from God's word and principles from his word to take before the Holy Spirit to help transform your life to living set apart. And women, if your husbands aren't living this way yet, be kind and patient. It's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance, not your wrath, your frustration, and your anger. Be kind, be gentle, be patient, be loving, and ask the Lord what he wants you to do. That's all I'm going to say. But Holy Spirit, I thank you so much for your love. And I thank you for the resource of finances. And I ask that there would be an anointing on everyone to hear what you're saying, to see what you're doing, and to understand what to do when they see and they hear you upon the financial stewardship conversation. I love you, Lord. I thank you for each one of them. I just command, um, oh, I don't even, I, I just, I just command all demonic influence over our lives with money to be broken off in the name of Jesus. And I ask Holy Spirit for you to show us the, the wealth of heaven and how to become debt-free and steward what you've called us to do so we can give generously. Lord, I love giving to ministries on top of our tithe. I love giving beyond our tithe. And I ask God, I always dream of writing bigger checks one day to ministries um, and to people who are in need. And so I thank you for your perfect timing. And I ask for your help, O Holy Spirit, to teach us how to steward so that we can be trusted. If we're trusted with the little, we know that you can trust us with much. And so we just ask that you would show us your ways so that we can find your favor. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all so much. Don't forget to shoot on over there to our podcast and leave a written review. I love y'all. I believe in you. Come join us on live stream this week if you're watching. If not, it's probably available on our website. And I look forward to catching you next week.